Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. My friends went to Mexico for a vacation, and they asked me to house sit and take care of their dogs while they were gone. They pay me 40 bucks a day just to sit around and let the dogs out when they need to go. I'm disabled, so the funds really help a lot. This is a semi-rural area, and houses are roughly a quarter mile apart. Police have to come from town, 15 miles away, and the response time can be well over an hour in the worst cases. I always take my pistol with me. It's always been quiet when I've stayed there. But this time? Well, this time was different. I was in the shower when the dog started barking and growling. They're both big, intimidating German Shepherds, and one is actually police trained. The owners loan him to the county as a drug dog sometimes, and if you tell them to be quiet, they typically obey. This time they didn't, so I went on high alert. I shut off the water and looked out the window. I didn't see anything, but when I walked out of the bathroom, I saw a shadow go across the bedroom window. I whispered to the dogs to hush and they did as they were told. That's when I heard a man's voice. I couldn't make out everything he was saying, but I distinctly heard two words. Come around. So from this point, I'm absolutely sure that there was more than one person. I ran into the living room with my pistol and saw the door handle turn. I yelled, I have a gun, and I'll f***ing use it. Just then, I heard feet run away. I was telling Siri to dial 911 and got the county sheriff fast. She said that there were two cars on another call, not far away, but it would likely take them about 20 minutes to get there. That's better than the usual hour, but I was pretty shaken to say the least. I explained that I was on a farm and would have to go down to the road and unlock the cattle gate to let them in, and to please tell the officers that I would be carrying a pistol and to not shoot me by mistake because I wasn't going outside the house without it. The dispatcher said, Oh no, don't go out there without your gun. I'll tell them. That's the one good thing about living in a red state, I suppose. She asked if I could see the road, and I can, so she said to wait in the house until I saw blue lights. I hung up 
and called my friends in Mexico. Their camera footage can be downloaded via an app, and they said they would go through it while I waited for the cops. I locked the house down and went down to the gate when the police arrived. They searched the whole place, including the barn, but didn't find a single soul. While they were looking, my friends texted me the camera footage, and there was for sure a man on the porch earlier. Unfortunately, the cameras weren't angled to get a shot of his face, and it was dark of course, so I don't know how much would have been seen anyway. I still think there was more than one creep, because of what I remember hearing him say. Come around. The police were very nice, and said they had passed a man on a bike on their way there, which is strange for this area, especially at night. They went to look for him, but that's about all they could do. They took a full report, but never caught anybody. My husband came up and stayed with me the rest of their trip. One of the neighbors said he found a tent and some gear in the woods a few weeks back, so somebody was living out there. Perhaps a homeless person from town. I've house sat for this couple again since then, and it was all quiet. They're going away again for Christmas, so I'll definitely be there once more. A lot of people ask me, would I have shot the creep had he broken in? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be sorry that I had to hurt somebody, but if it's them or me, well, I think you know what I'm picking. There have been some strange things happening recently, and I'm posting this not just to share the story, but also looking for answers. Trigger warning, there are multiple things about this story that are rather unsavory. Abuse, stalking, baby death, giving you the heads up right now. My girlfriend's mother is a longtime drug user and has been in and out of jail for my girlfriend's whole life. When she lived with her mother and her mother's husband, she witnessed physical abuse and ample drug activity. She was forced to move out at a very young age in order to stay alive. She thought her mother was finally clean when her mother announced her pregnancy. After getting over the initial shock, my girlfriend decided to be supportive of her mother since she thought that she had left her demons in the past and left her old life behind. That was until her mother overdosed while pregnant. She decided to cut all contact at that point. My girlfriend is also a mandated reporter, and last year, she reported her mother and her stepfather to the state since she knew it wasn't a safe situation for a baby. The baby died in their house not even a month after birth due to an overdose with signs of physical abuse as well. My girlfriend's mother was arrested for the murder of her baby. Her husband was arrested for child endangerment and other charges very recently as well. At first, the judge didn't grant either of them bail. Eventually, her husband was granted bail in which he posted. We didn't know this until recently, which helped us to put together some of the pieces of this puzzle. My girlfriend and I like to sit outside of her house, in the car, and just chat or listen to music. But recently, there have been black cars around my girlfriend's house. She's also told me how she's followed by cars she doesn't recognize when she drives me home. It's the same couple of black cars that do this. They're not just random ones. At first, we thought we were just being paranoid, since everyone was still in jail. But when we found out that the husband was out, we began to doubt our insanity. 
The first major thing happened after my girlfriend and I went on a dinner date. We got home after dark and sat in our car for about 45 minutes before we noticed the same black car passing by us every few minutes. After 10 minutes of that, a different car drove towards us, flicking its high beams on when it got close enough for us to see who was inside. It swerved into the oncoming lane, and I genuinely thought it was going to hit the passenger side of the car. As it sped away, we ran inside. After that, we started noticing the black cars more and more often. This past Wednesday morning, around 3 a.m., the same distinct black van that we had been seeing pulled up outside of my house. This was weird because my girlfriend and I live about 30 minutes from each other, in two separate cities. A man got out of the van and shined a flashlight through my yard, looking as... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline if he was scanning it. He shined the flashlight up at the window where I was sitting at, kept it there for a second, then walked 30 feet to an empty driveway, scanned around there for another 20 seconds before getting back in the van and pulling off. The windows were ice-covered and frozen, so I couldn't make out the specifics of the van, but I knew it was strange. A few nights later, my girlfriend and I spent some time hanging out in the car when we spotted a black van hiding behind another parked car further up the street. We could only see one headlight, but it crept by us as we sat in the car. My girlfriend lives between two dead-end streets. Think of a very blocky U. She lives between the two prongs. The van went up the first dead end, four ways on, and sat for a few minutes before turning around and driving almost into the other lane of traffic to get close to us. It then went up the other dead end and stayed put. We thought it was weird that the van didn't just back out of the first dead end, instead opting to drive all the way up the narrow street to turn around. After a few minutes, we call a friend and recount the story just to get an extra opinion. While my girlfriend was talking to her friend, I got out of the car to go for a cigarette and to see how far away the van was. I walked up the dead end that that van was on for about 15 feet before getting the worst gut feeling I've ever gotten. Across the street from me was a black mass. It was darker than the darkness around it. I decided to just turn around and rush my girlfriend into the house. Later that night, we heard a bang coming from downstairs, followed by what sounded like a boot on wooden stairs. We locked the bedroom door and I sat against the door with a baseball bat, hopeful to barricade it. A few moments later, we heard a car door slam before the sound of tires squealing and driving away filled the neighborhood. Our initial idea was that maybe it came from the TV, but we had it paused, and the TV in the next room is never loud enough to feel real. When I went downstairs an hour later to get water, there was nothing damaged or missing. We theorized that maybe it was the sound of the front door trying to be opened, even though it was deadbolted. 
My girlfriend's exterior wall doesn't face the road, and we've never heard car sounds before. The next day, I was shoveling the sidewalks at my girlfriend's house, an activity that normally takes about 20 minutes, and I saw the same black Chevy Silverado with mud streaks on the tailgate. It circled the block about four times. I was able to get a good look at the silhouette of a man driving through the passenger side window, and I'm sure it was the same man and same truck each time. My girlfriend lives in a small town, and we were able to catalog the neighborhood cars. The black van and truck didn't belong to anybody, so it was certainly abnormal. Our theory is that someone is trying to scare my girlfriend into not testifying, or flat out making sure neither of us ever have the ability to testify. Kinda just wanted more opinions. Are we being paranoid? Or is this something we should actually be worried about? Do you think that these are weird coincidences? Or something more? My name is Corey, with an I. Not Corey with a Y, or Corey with an E-Y. C-O-R-I. A usually feminine spelling of a name for a guy. Not that I mind much of what spelling or so on my parents gave me. A few years ago, I had just been let go from my first job out of college. It had been pretty good money, but the company went under. So I started applying to every job I could find as you do. Indeed, Monster, even Craigslist. One Craigslist job in particular was based on the outskirts of the city that I lived in. But I was ready to take on anything. The job in question was some basic data entry and assistant work. At least that had been what the job listing said. I thought it was on the up and up, however, because this was one of the few Craigslist postings that had a website attached to it. It was a pretty basic website in retrospect, but the company message seemed to make it sound like they were heavily about serving the city and facilitating volunteer work. Within minutes of applying, I got a response inviting me for an interview that same day, though it titled me as a Miss Corey. I was going to respond to correct them, but it read that it was an automated message, so there would be no one to read it. I figured I'd just have to correct them once I got there, and again, it didn't seem like a big deal. I'd gotten this once or twice before in my life. I drove to the location that the company website listed, and it didn't seem too out of the ordinary. It was the second floor of a small building that was sandwiched in between a pawn shop and a phone store. I didn't think too much of it because this was a big city, and even if this job was on the outskirts, a job was a job. I looked up to the second floor of the outside and saw someone looking down at me. I couldn't make out the face, but it was for sure a person. That much I know. I went inside the building and took the elevator up to the second floor, but didn't see a single person. It looked like a half-finished office floor from what I remember with some doors opened and some locked shut, but there was simply no one to speak to, no one to inform that I was here. There was one cubicle, but one of the detachable walls had been left in another office room. There was a computer monitor in one room, but no desktop attached to it. A half-finished company banner and a bookcase were all that adorned the walls. On a closer inspection of the bookcase, 
all of the books weren't books, but cardboard printings of a bunch of books stacked together. I finally had too much, called the phone number that had been on the website, but I heard no phone ringing from where I stood. Moreover, the phone I called seemed to cut my call off after a ring and a half, sending me straight to voicemail. Sufficiently creeped out by now, and wondering if I had stumbled on something I shouldn't have, I went back to the elevator and took it down. As the elevator doors closed, I heard someone muttering angrily, I thought that was a girl's name. I didn't want to stay and find out who said it. Instead, I walked right back to my car and drove back home, not even daring to look back up at the window where I saw somebody standing before. That very evening, out of a morbid curiosity, I checked Craigslist. The posting was now gone. I looked for the website. It had been disabled. To this day, I still wonder what or who did I stumble upon. My greatest regret was not telling the police about this right after it occurred.